Hello, and welcome to Vital Compass. I'm Cris Ferraz Prade, and today's theme is self-care. What is self-care? The name is very clear. It's caring about yourself. And it should be obvious. We should grow up learning about ourselves and developing self-care in our lives, but it doesn't quite work like that. We learn sine and cosine when we are at school, but no one teaches us that we need to learn to know and care for ourselves. Yeah, you guessed right. I struggled with maths at school. The concept of self-care is relatively new to the West, and in recent years this word has caught on in such a way that the marketing on top of it is overwhelming. The system manages to confuse us with mastery. Um, taking care of yourself is not the same as spending loads of money in the shopping mall or, uh, you know, buying a spa day. This can be good and an act uh, that seems like um, self-care, but not necessarily is. Dedicating time to yourself is something that has been part of Eastern traditions for thousands of years. Just remember yoga, meditation, tai chi. These traditions are focused on the development of the human being in an integrated way. Practices for you to be with yourself, taking care of your body, mind, and spirit. We come from a culture that thinks that having time for yourself is something selfish or is a luxury. The focus of our society is on work, on the production of things that we can buy, um, So, if, you, you know, we're working all the time, make, trying to make more money all the time, but we also want to be happy. So, how can we cope with working so much um, and, and being able to develop our happiness? How do we live beyond working and consuming? And that's something that self-care can help us with. Mathieu Ricard is a Buddhist monk. He talks a lot about the idea of people wanting to be happy without practicing happiness. Uh, so, for us to be happy, we need to practice dealing with our anxieties, frustrations, expectations. Happiness is born out of our struggles with ourselves. It's not something that the world gives us, you know, as pleasure all the time. Mathieu makes a parallel saying that if you expect to have muscles in your body, you exercise, but you expect to be happy without realizing that this also demands dedication. In the last decade, the concept of self-care has been very prominent, but there is a subtlety in the intention of the action and in the way that it takes place. Self-care is not doing your nails whilst looking at the phone. It's not. Good self-care generates experiences that expand the awareness of ourselves. We understand better who we are, what we like, 
how we can help ourselves to feel better in difficult days. This, then, contributes not only to several aspects of a healthier life, but also to people being able to look at others with more compassion, understanding that we all have limits and choices before enduring situations that make us sick. I like to think of self-care as a process that can happen in several layers. So there is the, the layer of the body that we can also divide in, in different layers, like being attentive to, um, to the aesthetics of our body and uh, how we present ourselves. So the clothes that we wear, that we wear and how it shows our personality how we care for our hair, skin, you know, just um, the surface layer. But there's also caring for uh, a deeper layer of the body. And we can think of caring for um, the way that we move and that we live our uh, sensations. So um, dancing, doing a sport, running, swimming, um, having sex, feeling the body alive and enjoying the body. This is also um, an important experience of self-care. And um, also, I, I like to include um, in the, the, this body layer the clinical health. So being attentive to, you know, visits to the dentist, going to the doctor when needed, not postponing it because it's natural just to feel pain for, you know, days or weeks, paying attention to the health of the body, uh, paying attention to what you eat and, and eating in a balanced way, but, you know, nourishing the body and also the soul. So sometimes we need, you know, chocolate or um, uh, uh, something that reminds us of our childhood and um, this is also a way of attending to uh, our self-care and in terms of food we can include cooking there because when you're cooking you're you can experience flavors smells and you know the ingredients so it can also be a moment that you might first think oh you're in the kitchen you're not um, caring for yourself you're just doing another chore making dinner but if your attitude is one of enjoying that and, and creating a, a meal a special meal it then it it is self-care then it is not just one more task to to do and uh, there's also the layer that integrates body and mind. And then we can include yoga, tai chi, qigong, meditation, mindfulness. Those are all practices that we um, integrate body and mind and spirit. Mathieu Ricard said, We do all things to remain beautiful, yet we spend surprisingly little time taking care of what matters most, the way our mind functions. So, uh, together with meditation practices, we can take care of our inner world, um, recognizing that intellect, uh, intellectual stimulation uh, is also something that can be self-care. So, reading, 
writing, having a journal, learning new things, taking courses, attending lectures on topics that interest you. And therapy, of course, psychotherapy, having a time to process your own life, feelings, thoughts, beliefs. And, oh, music. Music is amazing. In order to play music, you have to be in tune with the body. You cannot sing, play, uh, thinking about the bills that you have to pay. You have to be totally present. So if you, if you take a moment to enjoy your favorite tunes and sing along, this can be an amazing self-care practice. Um, and going to another layer, we can think of uh, self-care and the social layer, um, including contact with family and friends. This is the layer that you can be present with another person that you trust and show your vulnerability and, and, and give permission to be cared for. I, I will talk more about this in another episode because this exchange of care is something very special because when we receive care, we also learn better to care for others. So, um, And when I say being with a friend, I'm referring to partner, wife, boyfriend, father, husband, teacher, you know, a person that you love and that you feel comfortable with. It is enjoying the presence of the other and receiving a look of affection that validates existence in a loving way. And in the spiritual layer, caring takes place according to beliefs and values. So you can, uh, you can have a self-care practice by being part of the church choir or practicing the Sabbath or having a herbal bath to get rid of bad energy. Um, meditation, chanting mantras, doing a sacred reading, walking in silence in nature. The important thing is to carry out something genuine and cultivated and not something done once or twice a year. Self-care gestures take place at different levels to meet different demands. But for you to really receive self-care, you need to be present at the moment. That's what I was talking about in terms of your attitude, your presence there. Self-care is not doing your nails whilst looking at your smartphone, as I said, nor is meeting friends worried about the report that you have to deliver tomorrow, um, inattentive to what's happening. Self-care is a kind attention to yourself. It is your own responsibility. It's our responsibility. And there's nothing to do with selfishness or luxury. It is really about responsibility and compassion and being in touch with your ethics. Therefore, sometimes self-care can be extremely potent in small attitudes cultivated in a state of mindfulness, such as in a prayer before bed or a silent walk a tea with a dear friend, or playing with your pet, you know, like your cat, your dog, your parrot, your guinea pig, um, or looking at the clouds, imagining figures, doing nothing. 
as long as you have this attitude of um, being kind and gentle to yourself during that moment and being aware of what's going on in, in you and outside of you, that what makes a difference. When we become adults over the years, we become accustomed to saying that we are running. Oh, we don't have time. We are super busy. Oh, so how are you? Oh, I'm running. I have so many things to do. How are you? Oh, me too, me too. Okay, we'll talk later some other time. That's how we do it. And if we don't think it's wonderful, we do it anyways. Because it's almost like it's it's such a... a, a a ridiculous habit that we do without paying attention to it, as if there is no other way. But we don't want a life that is super busy all the time. We don't want to be exhausted living our lives. And self-care is really important here because it can make a change. It can change the way we perceive our lives. It is a new thing for us people from the West. So next time you hear an advertisement inviting you to indulge in self-care and spend money in the shopping mall or the hair salon, remember, self-care is an experience of kindness. It opens the way for you to know yourself, to validate your desires, to recognize and respect your limits to find and access your joy more easily. It should be obvious that we deserve to take care of ourselves, but it's not. Being able to reflect and take care of yourself is a subversive attitude. Before I say goodbye, I invite you to follow Vita Compass on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is just a click. And when you have some time, go check the website www.vitacompass.com. You can create a login and follow closely the posts on Explore and also the podcast episodes fresh from the oven. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make a review here. You can help others find the podcast and we can expand our circle of conversations. I'll see you next week. Take good care of yourself. <laughs>